0: yo what is up everybody welcome back to the fro anime podcast your one-stop shop for news on anime games and great discussions today we are going to talk about fan service and how it can turn a potentially good anime bad without further ado i'm your host dallas and let's get started So before we get into all of the good stuff of the podcast, I want to talk about the podcast for a second. So first, I want to say sorry, guys, for the mini hiatus and I I've been gone for a few weeks. Um, the Rampa episodes have taken me a little bit longer than usual to edit and things like that. And I'll tell you about, more about that in a second. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to be posting other episodes in between the Rampa episodes. First, just to space them out a little bit more. And second, just to give each episode um, more time in between for you guys to play the games if you want to play them before I talk about the next episode, so you don't get spoiled. So yeah, so I ended up talking for over two hours about uh, the second on the second episode of Dangarampa, and you know it's it's that's a long episode for a podcast. So I'm trying to cut it down a little bit, and it's just taking me a long time to figure out what's important. I don't know. If, I don't know if I want to re-record an episode or if I just want to just release the whole two hours. I might release the full uncut two-hour episode um after season one of this podcast ends so you have something to kind of listen to in the interim so yeah i don't know how i'm gonna go about doing that yet that's kind of why the second episode of the romp reviews haven't come out yet um if you want to stay up to date with what's going on with the podcast the best place to do so is twitter i post daily updates about the podcast as well as minor anime news that don't always make it into the weekly episodes And just different things like that. You can interact with me on Twitter, give me your suggestions, your frustrations with the anime episodes, and different things like that. So, yeah, follow me on Twitter if you guys want to be up to date with what's going on with the Fro Anime podcast and just the anime world in general. And yeah, that's pretty much all we got for podcast stuff. Next up, we have What's Hot, where I talk about anime news and what's going on in the anime world. First off, we have SpongeBob the Anime. I know what you're thinking, Spongebob the anime, what, huh? But no, Spongebob the anime is done by a YouTuber by the name of Narmac, who has produced the first episode of his fan anime called Spongebob the anime. It's very highly detailed, his own fully voiced Japanese and English dubs are in this episode, right? And it's not like done where it sounds like a fan dub or like a parody or an abridged episode. It just sounds like an actual anime. The Japanese dubbing is very well done it's amazing and he just released a trailer for his English dub that's coming out soon and it is just really good it's really great it really feels like an actual anime and you guys can watch it it's available on YouTube and on Newgrounds um, so yeah the reason it's available on Newgrounds and YouTube is because YouTube has had some drama with this this uh I don't call it an anime because it's technically not an anime but with this video where it's been taken off youtube and stuff so if you can't find it on youtube you can definitely find it on newgrounds but go ahead and give it a watch it's pretty great it's 15 minutes so almost the length of a full full length episode of an anime next up we have my hero academia there are two ovas set during season three before the provisional license exams that are releasing on august 15th it deals with like some type of survival trials for the students they're really hyped about getting their provisionary license exams or their provisionary licenses so, there's on this trial, but they quickly learn out that this trial isn't just a simulation. It's more real, and they gotta actually figure out a way to pass this assignment, or so it says on Funimation's website. So, as you guys probably guessed, you can watch it on Funimation um, starting on August 15th. Moving right along, some unfortunate news is Crunchyroll has removed 77 Sentai Filmworks anime from its library. Um, some of the anime include Shirabako um rail wars and Majikoi or samurai girls which we will actually talk about a little bit later in this episode But yeah, so if you were if you wanted to watch some of those they're now removed from crunch rose library in its entirety Um, i'm not sure why I know sentai Filmworks holds the licenses for those anime. So Probably has something to do with a licensing agreement, but yeah, I don't know more on that We will i will update you guys on twitter So follow me on twitter if you want to keep updated on that kind of stuff next we have an original anime collaboration between Adult Swim and Crunchyroll, which will be produced by production IG called Fina, the Pirate Princess. And it airs on Adult Swim's Tsunami block as well on Crunchyroll sometime in 2021. Now I watched the first trailer for it on Crunchyroll. And initially I thought, uh, this is gonna be one of those anime with a good art style, but stiff animation, kind of like season two of One Punch Man. But after seeing one of the fight scenes towards the end of the trailer, I saw it was moving pretty fluidly. It was pretty well animated and now I'm actually kind of hyped about this anime so um, Adult Swim's kind of picking up a little bit trying to get their own Original animated you can't find on crunchyroll or not Crunchyroll because you can't find it on crunchyroll because it's a collaboration But you can't find it on Funimation and you know all the other websites It's pretty much a Toonami exclusive so yeah, go ahead and give that a watch when it comes out You can watch the trailer for it. It's on YouTube right now. It's called Fina Pirate Princess. pretty good. So yeah, that's pretty much all we got in what side. It's time for my favorite portion of this podcast. And that is This Week I Read... So yes, I'm doing things a little bit differently today. I'm going to be talking about a manga I read recently instead of an anime because I haven't really had time to uh, watch an anime recently, I've been busy with a podcast trying to get things ready for season 2 of the for anime Podcast and just you know a lot of stuff on that side. So I haven't really had time to watch an anime so I'll give you guys a manga review instead. So the manga I'm currently reading is The Isolator by Reki Kawahara. Now, if you don't know who that is, Reki Karahara is the guy who is famous for writing the Sword Art Online series. He's written Sword Art Online, he's written uh, Axel World, two very popular sci fi shonen esque um, animes or mangas that have animes. So he's no stranger to writing a good story or, you know, writing a good sci fi story and making it pretty popular. So, um, yeah, I'm reading his recent, most recent work, The Isolator. So The Isolator is about a high school student named Minoru Usugi. He's the loner type that wishes everyone on the planet could forget his existence. Now, when I re- when I heard that, I was like, why would you want anyone to do that? That doesn't make sense. But the reason is apparently he went through some childhood trauma as a th- And basically he wasn't able to stop the trauma from happening. So what happened was as a child he he watched his entire family die like they were murdered a murderer broke into his home and killed his mom and sister i think i don't think it's anything about his dad but yeah so they killed his his family and he you know he ran away cowering as a child and didn't even try to help or anything like that but like it makes sense you're a child what can you really do but you know he, he he carries that guilt with him and basically has made him want this idea that if he just wasn't around you know everyone would be happier or whatever uh, i don't really understand it too much um hopefully his motivations are a little bit more fleshed out later on in the manga but that's what we have to go off of right now and so basically with that um when he was thinking that one day these third eyes rain down from the sky they're like little gems that implanted themselves in different people on the planet and a third eye is basically it's this gem that implants itself inside of random humans on the planet and it gives them the ability to to move faster think faster be stronger have better sensory abilities and then on top of that it also gives you one unique ability kind of like a quirk from my hero academia in the form of whatever um manifests itself greatest in your mind state so like minoru is very um he wants to be isolated He wants to be very alone, he wants everyone to forget about him. He gets this ability to isolate himself from the world in the form of a rock hard, impenetrable uh, shell, which is unbreakable. So aside from Minoru, there are other people in the world who also got these uh, third eyes. Now not every third eye is equal, so there are two types of third eyes. There's what Minoru got, which is called a Jet Eye, not to be confused with a Jedi from Star Wars. Um, But a Jedi is a black third eye that incorporates itself into people's bodies who have no evil or ill will or any evil intent. Um, They're just regular people who just happen to get these abilities. And then there are the Ruby Eyes. Ruby Eyes are these red, ruby-like gems that implant themselves people who have malicious evil intent and you know they just they want to do wrong and things like that other than other than their intent and the color of the, the gem obviously um, there are no discernible differences between a jet eye and a ruby eye it's just the jet eyes were given to people who were already evil while the jet eyes were given to people who were not necessarily evil they were you know a pretty decent person beforehand so that's basically the setup of know the isolator so now we're gonna talk about some things that i like about this manga one of the things that i like about this manga is the abilities of the characters the characters all have in my opinion pretty unique abilities some of them have pretty cool spins on classic abilities like one character her codename is the accelerator she has the ability to teleport but not really teleport it's more like she can move at an extremely fast speed in any given direction However, if she hits something she will still die. So it's not like she's teleporting through walls like Nightcrawler or you know just just this OP teleportation. It's more like advanced speed So she has cool abilities like that. And then there's like this the villain the biter He has this ability to bite through anything um, His jaws are super strong uh, based on some things he went through as a child and it, They gave they gave every character so far has been introduced a pretty believable backstory and a pretty believable power they got they got based on that backstory so that was pretty nice i like the, the abilities um we've only been introduced so far where i'm at in the manga to about 10 different abilities so i haven't i haven't seen that many but so far the ones i have seen i do i do enjoy um, next, we have the character design. The character design, in my opinion, is pretty unique. Um, and I, in, a, in a manga that's black and white, you can't really see the different color schemes that go with in the characters, but when I look at some of the uh, cover arts or some of the, the included pictures or illustrations that they include in the manga, you can see some of the, you know, the in-depth you know, coloring and line work of the characters, and it looks pretty decent. Now, I don't really like the design of Minoru, Minoru um, particularly, I don't know he just doesn't I mean this is kind of a good thing and a bad thing he doesn't really fit the protagonist slot very well and looks but it's different he looks. He doesn't look like a protagonist which is I guess why it makes him look good because it's not like typical protagonist looking but if you read the manga you see what I'm talking about so another thing that ties in with the character design is the art style and the art style is pretty good It looks it doesn't distract. It's not super detailed ish, but it's not also super like lazy if you get what i'm trying to say. It's not like It's not it doesn't look like berserk, but it also doesn't look like Shinchan. Like it's it's a really nice art style that can easily be read in a manga Because sometimes my issue with mangas is i'll read them and the art style will just be too distracting to really get to some of the good work like a, a, a good example is uh, you ever read like a Junji Ito uh, manga it looks they look really nice don't get me wrong they look amazing but it's just so much detail and everything going into the scene sometimes it can kind of distract you from what you're actually reading and you kind of forget based on the, the visualization now in Junji Ito's case it works for him because the he's a horror mangaka so it kind of works with the visual aesthetic the visual storytelling so, you know in that his case it works, but that doesn't work everywhere else. That was just an example So yeah in the art style for the isolator is really it's really nice um, Now going back to the abilities of the characters another thing that I think is done really well especially for Reki kawahara, so reiki kawahara has a tendency to Ramble on um, in his in-world descriptions of things like uh, if you ever watch my hero academia And you see deku like just blabbing off about heroes abilities and stuff Ray Karhar has a tendency to do that in his writing but in this manga particularly I noticed that he kept it really nice like short and sweet descriptions of the character's abilities and how they work without it being overbearing but still being in-depth enough for you to grasp and see how this could apply in the anime so those are some things that I liked about it of course nothing is perfect so there are some things that I did not like And the first thing is the monster of the week format. Now, given that this is a manga that probably doesn't come out weekly or even monthly, uh, I still have to say that I'm not a fan. If you binge watch this, it gets that monster of the week feeling. Um, So, or not binge watch it, but I guess binge read it. Um, And I'm I'm not really a fan of like every week there's a different villain or a monster or whatever. And to the to the manga's credit though, there, there is a, enough time spaced out between each individual villains, but it doesn't help when you name each volume of your Of your manga After the villain of the week or at the villain of the arc or whatever like the the first manga was called the biter the second volume is called the igniter and then so on and so forth so Wasn't really a fan of that and another thing. I'm not really a fan of is the motives of the main character uh, Minoru Usugi, he's really self-pitying and, and it's it's a little annoying like um, One of the things like he when he's saving one of the characters He's like, um, I'm not doing this for me. I'm, I'm not doing this for them I'm doing this because I want to be I don't want to have this on my conscience later Which I understand that I mean, that's a realistic way to look at things some people aren't always altruistic They do things so that they don't have to worry about it later, but then he's like, uh, I'm not really a hero I can't I can't do this you know, I shouldn't do this. And it's, it's really like, just a, it's annoying. It, it was really annoying. Like either you do it or you don't do it, but do something, right? Just do something. Um, So the self-pitying nature of the main character, Minoru gets kind of annoying, at least in the manga. So, you know, that's not a, not a fan of that. But now we come to the biggest issue that I have with this manga. Is that it's only four volumes so after volume 4 which granted is like 20 27 chapters so it's a good amount of reading you got but after volume 4 the manga stops they tell you if you want to finish the story you have to read the light novels now I'm a fan of the series and if this was their promotional way to get me to buy the light novels it worked because I bought volumes 3 4 and 5 the light novels so um, the story is good enough for me to want to read the, continue reading it but I'm really not a fan of anime to do the same thing. Um, how many one-shot animes are out there where you get to episode twelve and you're like, man, I cannot wait for a second season, and then you realize that the anime was only made to sell manga, and so now if you want to read the re- or you want to see the rest of this story, you have to read the manga, and then this is just the next evolution of that. You're reading a good manga and you get to volume four and you're like, man, I can't wait to the next manga come out, and then the last page says read the light novels it just it doesn't get any worse than that like I'm not against reading I love reading um I read books all the time but you know like I said in my Danganronpa episode if I want to read a manga I read a manga if I want to watch an anime I watch an anime you know I like to keep them separate but you know and now I have to go from the manga to the light novel which since we're talking about the light novel I have to say I only read like two chapters of volume three of the light novel I'm pretty impressed. I like it. I'm not disappointed in it. So, you know, there, there's that as well. So it's pretty good. But just the fact that you can't continue reading the manga is—it has to be a downside. The manga doesn't doesn't continue, which which is in my opinion, kind of lame. So yeah, there you have it. That is my review of the Isolator. Just read it. You should. If you like reading manga and you need something to pick up read the manga now if you're looking for a manga that's gonna be a long-running manga it's gonna last you about two or three years then you know I would say just go ahead and avoid this one because after volume four I read volume four in like two weeks and that's only because I read ten minutes a day um, when I was at work on my break so ten minutes a day for two weeks and you're, you're done with the four volumes so it's not really like you can like stretch that out so if you want something long just avoid it now if you're going to read this and you like reading light novels or you like reading books in general pick this up get a good visual of how the characters look how they act how they feel and then read the light novels and then you have something in your head already pictured and it takes some of that that need to try to imagine it out of the way and it's pretty good that's how i'm using it and i gotta say i'm not upset with it so there you have it this week i read the isolator by Ricky Carr and you should too. Alright, now it's time for the subject matter. And this week, we're talking about Echi When fan service ruins an anime. Now, I found this topic, or I came up with this topic when I was trying to find a fight scene of a show that I watched a while ago. It's this show called Mocking Key. It has a really cool concept. Um, I'm not going to get into that today because I am going to make it this week I watched on it because I'm rewatching it. Um, but I couldn't find a video that didn't have any fan service in the middle of its fight and to me that was just so annoying like I knew it had fan service in it because I'm not gonna lie one of the reasons I watched it originally when I was younger was because it had some fan service in it and I was like well you know whatever you know it's cool um but I didn't realize just how much fan service this show actually had and it was it's super annoying so that that was like as a as an older adult that was a super turn off to watch an anime that just has so much fan service in it and like I said, i'm not i'm not opposed to fan service you no know? just keep it keep it conservative or you know or if you're not going to make sure it's a major part of the way the anime works you know don't make you don't try to put fan service in a serious anime and and think it's gonna work the same it doesn't and we're going to talk about all that a little bit later so first, I want to start off with what is ecchi? Um, ecchi is, first of all, it's a slang for like playful sexual action. It's usually used in conjunction with like sexy things, dirty things, or naughty things. In anime, ecchi is almost synonymous with fanservice. If something has etchy or if something is ecchi genre, 99% chance it has fanservice in it not just it has fan service in it, it's probably about fan service. Fan service is probably the running thing in this type of thing. Prime examples of some ecchi anime are High School of the Dead, High School DXD, Um, Isshizoku Reviewers, or Interspecies Reviewers, Hexaros, Makin' Key, things like that. Those are considered ecchi anime because an anime with fan service in it is not by nature ecchi. But an anime that is ecchi does by nature have fan service in it um so i want to talk about some examples of some bad anime with ecchi or fan service that just get on my nerves that i actually enjoyed the anime like either i enjoyed the story of it or the plot of it but just the ecchi was just a turn off and i couldn't finish it or i did finish it but just couldn't rewatch it or watch it in public so my first one is of course the one that got me thinking about this topic key I Key just has too many boob shots too many panty shots in the middle of a fight They might pan the camera down below up the skirt and it's just annoying. I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that um, And then it doesn't help that most of the anime is about high school kids Why 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 do we have these high school kids in an Echi? you know, it makes sense that They were college students or adults, but these kids are in like ninth and tenth grade. What? No, um Next up we have Sekirei, Sekirei uh, honestly Sekirei is a, an amazing anime like the fight scenes are amazing I love them. They have a, it's an amazing concept really cool might do a uh, This week I watched on that just because I want an excuse to watch it again. I watched it twice. It was pretty good um, but however some of the scenes in um, Sekirei I'm 50 50 on this one, right? So some of the scenes add intensity to the episode I'll talk about a little bit that, about that later but um like for example the final fight of season one showed just how like badass musubi was but she was fighting with one hand while trying to cover her chest with the other hand and it was like it was a part of the action didn't feel like real fan service it just felt like it came in the form of like battle damage because in battle you know things like that happened and it showed like she was able to still like fight while keeping that one hand covering and just still like going in and it, it and that was like a really intense moment because it shows you why she's the main character so it was a really cool like scene in Sekirei. but other than that you know some some of the other scenes are just unnecessary i get what they were trying to do and it kind of worked to an extent but fan service is fan service i'm sorry like i wanted to watch an anime with straight hands somebody recommended this to me and it had straight hands but it also had fan service it was something you couldn't separate Next up we have High School of the Dead. I'm just gonna say the sniper boob scene. If you've seen it, you've seen it. If you haven't, you haven't. Um, High School of the Dead is... Man, I don't know. I don't know where to... I can make a whole episode about High School of the Dead. is etchy, but in a nutshell, the the sniper boob scene was... The, the guy, one of the main characters, needed a, a tripod to shoot zombies with a sniper rifle, and... He didn't have one, so he literally, like, used the girl's chest as a tripod, shot the zombie, and the bullet traveled between the individual breasts of the of the, another character. And, like, it's in slow motion, and it's just over-the-top fan service. It, it's about, a, it's an anime about zombies. We don't have a lot of those. We have, like, um, Kabanera, The Iron Fortress, and, um high uh, School Live Other than those two, really, we don't have a lot of Zombie anime, so when we get one that's really good That's a good enough story You know, Most, because most zombie Anything, story really isn't there Um, good enough Story, really good animation, really good Art style, you know, a, a respectable Cast of characters, and then you Throw in the fan service, it doesn't even make sense Why is there fan service in an apocalypse? That's the last thing everybody's mind Well, most people's I guess because it exists and I guess it was not easy for it um and then another one is uh chivalry of a fell knight I feel the same way about this as I do about mocking key but stronger chivalry of a fell knight it just it took the boob and panty shots to another level like there's so many cool fight scenes in this anime and I really want to show them to people but I can't because in the middle of the fight they pan the camera down or pan it up and it just ruins, it ruins the mood of the anime. Like there's one character in particular, um, her name is like Toto, I think. She's a student council president. Anytime she comes on the scene, she pull out her sword and like her ability literally destroys the aspect ratio of the of the, of the shot. It's so, like, it'll go like cinematic widescreen where you have the black bars at the top and bottom. And then it'll like, her ability will like burn it away. And it looks really epic, like it's super cool. But you know, in the middle of that shot, you can guess what happens? So, another show ruined by fan service. Up next, we have anime that I am just entirely disappointed in. Um, it's Aria the Scarlet Ammo. It has a really cool premise until you get to the thing that put it on this list. So, Aria the Scarlet Ammo is about this this uh, academy where they train freelance mercenaries to basically assist law enforcement and to assist people in solving crimes, fighting crimes, things like that, right? It's like you took a UA High School from My Hero Academia, but instead of everyone having quirks and powers, you replace them with the ability to wield a gun. So it's a gun school basically, where everyone in the school specializes in either pistols, sniper rifles, detective work, things like that. And it's a really, really cool premise and then the main character he has this really cool thing where like he goes like beast mode if a girl's in trouble but the only way that his beast mode really activates is that he has become hot and bothered and that just not that ain't it fam i'm sorry that's for me that's that ruined the whole premise i watched the whole first season and i probably there's a second season called aria the Scar- Scarlet scarlet ammo double a i think either double or triple a but anyway um and the second one doesn't have the main character in it. So it has all this, supposedly, has all of the action and the cool premise of the Butei school, which is what the school is called, by the way. Um, of, of the Butei school, but without any of the fan service, hopefully. So if that's the case, I'm going to give that a try and I will get back to you guys and definitely tell you to watch it or ignore it. Um, but yeah, it's just a case of really good anime with fan service, unfortunately. And last, but technically not least, got one more after this, um, is Food Wars. Now, do I need to say anything about Food Wars? If you've seen it, then you know what I'm talking about. Food Wars is amazing animation, amazing quality, a really cool concept, like a school of cooking and like how do you settle disputes? You cook, it's like Kakaguri, the the gambling school anime, but with food. So instead of settling disputes with um, gambling, you settle disputes with cooking. You know, oh, you, you took his girlfriend? Then cook off. Oh, you think you're better than me at volleyball? Cook off. Really cool, cool concept. And the thing that that gets me is that first of all, I did not expect it at all going into this anime, like at all going into this anime. I didn't expect it to be any type of fan service. It just looked like really cool cooking anime. And the thing that really put me on this anime was I saw like a screenshot of I think his name is Soma, the the main character. I don't know I don't I haven't really watched food wars like that so I don't really know much about it But and this is the reason I haven't but um the main character was I remember he was cooking something and the, the food just looked really cool really nice now like anime with a lot of different food that that interesting you know I feel like two things in anime are always drawn extremely well smartphones and food I've never seen a bad-looking smartphone or a game console in anime I've never seen bad-looking food in anime, so I feel like an anime with, with a bunch of different food That's yeah, sign me up and then you get into it and they take a bite of anything Anything anyone takes a bite of they have like this food gasm and it's just super over the top, you know you get the the Sugoi sound effect and the all the the different you know moans and groans that come with it and i'm just like Dang, you know, I thought I had a winner I really thought I had a winner but unfortunately I don't so food wars and next is the one that I said is kind of arguable like it does have fan service and fan service is kind of part of the plot so I can't really give it too many bad things and the fan service doesn't interrupt the action of this anime it's kind of like the anime separated the two parts there's the action cool fighting scenes that are just fighting scenes, and then there are the fan service scenes, which are just fan service scenes. So you can technically watch this and just skip the fan service and still be able to completely watch it in its entirety. Now, with that being said, um, the anime I'm talking about, by the way, is uh, Majikoi, or Oma- Samurai Girls. We talked about it in the, the 77 anime that are coming off Crunchyroll. This is one of them. Um, so my old uh, Majikoi, old Samurai Girls, is really, really good. It has really good uh, fight scenes, and just amazing. So I guess you're wondering, well, then why is this on the list, right? It's on the list because although the fanservice doesn't interrupt in action or anything, it makes it really hard to recommend this and such good fighting when there's so much fanservice in between. When there's not fighting, there's fanservice. This anime has only two F's: fighting and fan service. Um, like I said, now fan service isn't in bad taste because it's it, it's its own thing, it's separate. It's kind of like the filler. All the filler just happens to be fan service. If you watch the first episode, it's really like watch the first five minutes. It starts off with super nice, cool, all-out war between schools, and like there's there's no fan service. When you watch it, you wouldn't think there's fan service until the episode starts after that. And another thing that kind of gets you is that each episode starts. The scene, the first scene of every episode is just a super etchy fan service epi- scene. And you can't get past it. Like, unless you skip past the intro, you're going to see it as soon as you turn on the episode. Which is the reason why I would recommend this to anybody. Fan service gets it again. But this one is in that weird uh, limbo spot where it's, the fighting is really good and there's no fan service and the fan service is its own thing but it's not in bad taste. So, yeah. And reasons why, you know, I just don't like fan service is, you can't watch them in public. You can't recommend them to your friends. A boob shot or a penny shot can just take away from the intensity of the scene. Um, and like when something's so cool, so intense, a really good fight or anything, it doesn't have to be a fight scene, it could be anything. Like in um, High School of the Dead, a really intense zombie situation, and then you have some random fan service, you take away from the intensity, the the, the suspense. It can be super overbearing at times and just sometimes it's just in bad taste. Um, now I'm not gonna just completely, you know, rank on fan service and etchy shows. There are some good etchy shows as well. And the number one on this list is high school DXD. High School DXD is upfront about its etchiness. In the first 30 seconds I will give it of the anime, the main character is with his friends and he's and they they're like they're like looking into like the girls' dorm or something, but he says straight up, he's like, you know what? My goal is to get a, is to get to get, get a harem. I want a harem, and that's my goal. I'm gonna achieve it while I'm at this school. And the upfront about it is most of the humor and the comedy is is edgy related. It's not like it's trying to do something else. It has fight scenes. It has more serious moments, but this is the serious moments are really there to just to drive the etchy antics. They're not there to really tell this deep story or to get you hooked on you They don't advertise this anime as an anime with good fight scenes. They advertise it as an anime um, An ecchi anime that's supposed to be funny and it for the most part it delivers I haven't seen the most recent seasons of it because like I said, I'm already a fan of ecchi like that. So, um You know what I've seen of it. It, it does deliver on those on those uh, those points those dropping points now with that being said the ova's for this anime are borderline hentai um just straight i'm gonna go ahead and say that don't watch the ova's because then you're getting into hentai territory and mm, we'll we'll say that for another episode next is uh Hexeros is an anime where there are these demons that come to earth and they basically they they take the desire of a human not like your sexual desire but like all desire like you after they absorb your desire you have don't you don't have the will to work anymore to go to school to do anything you're just like a lifeless human walking around at that point and part of the storyline revolves around it's fan service the main characters like they transform into like these like magical girl type characters and they fight them and the only way to like you know to beat them is you have to not have you have to have an abundance of desire and when you're talking about desire you know they always of course the route they go is the etchy route the, the the sexual type desire and it's like okay whatever um, you know if you like that kind of stuff it's, it's a decent anime to watch with etchy. that doesn't completely destroy the story or the intensity and then we have um, heaven's lost property it's a more of a romance it's not really like an action or anything like that it's more like a romance anime and the etchy doesn't really take away anything from the anime at all it's it's blended perfectly, like I said, anime is about romance, it's about this guy, uh, a high school student who sees this girl fall from the heavens and falls in love with her and other stuff like that. It's pretty interesting. Um, I actually, I do, rec- I actually recommend watching that one if you like the sappy, the hair on the love stories. It was, it was interesting to watch. Um, and then lastly, but not least, this is probably the best example of, um, that doesn't ruin the anime. It's Shimonetta, a boring world where dirty jo- jokes don't exist. A decent part of the storyline revolves around this fan service, like you know, like the two main characters wear underwear on their heads. Um, the, the the humor and the comedy are driven by that that etchy, but this is more like a satire or a play on the etchy genre than just trying to be straight up etchy. And you know. I don't know, that's, that's where I stand as far as etchy goes. I'm not really a huge fan of it, you know, especially when anime is really good on its own. And then you see that first, the thing that gets me is you see that first panty shot or that boob shot in the anime, you're like, oh man, it's one of those. Now I gotta put it down, and I can't watch it. You know, even if you wanted to watch it, it's just gonna make you uncomfortable. And if a TV show makes you uncomfortable, then you, then, you know, it's not for you, you know? You don't, nothing, you don't, you don't ever wanna watch something that's gonna make you uncomfortable that's not where it's at. that's not it it's not now if you like that kind of stuff then you know you can go for it but me personally I like shows with a good story good animation uh if, the, if it's a fighting anime good fights if it's a romance anime then to have the romance be an actual contributing factor in the story and not like some side thing that they advertise but then focus on but actually is not one of the things on my checklist when I want to watch a good anime I don't I don't look at it and say hmm I wonder if this, this anime has fanservice every episode. It's not for me, that's not what I focus on. But yeah, that's basically how I feel about etchy and fanservice. Now, I clearly have strong opinions on it because the episode was kind of long. Um, but you know, tell me what you guys think of this of this topic, fan service. etchy do you guys like it? Do you not like it? Um, you can actually I'm gonna have a poll on Twitter after the episode goes live if you wanna vote, you know. Edgy, good bad don't care for it um so that's yes, all we have if you want to keep up with the front podcast I'm having these long hiatuses which shouldn't be happening anymore i should be posting more frequently now until the the season break so you can follow me on twitter at fro anime follow me on youtube at the front podcast and on instagram at the front podcast and i hope you guys all have a wonderful day and i will see you guys in the next episode